Welcome to the Empowerment Radio Show, the show that empowers, inspires, and motivates. Hear from experts in all areas of business as they share proven techniques that have helped them earn millions and have more free time. Learn the tricks of the trade, including how to market your business and develop the million-dollar mindset needed to succeed. Be sure to register for more information at torontowomensexpo.com. Use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering women to succeed. Now, let's welcome the host of the Empowerment Radio Show, Randy Goodman. Hello, everyone. This is Randy here with the Empowerment Radio Show, and my very special guest is Shannon Skinner. Shannon is a TV show host, a speaker, a writer, and an author. Wow. I want to give a warm welcome to my podcast guest, Shannon Skinner. Welcome to the show, Shannon. Well, Randy, thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity. And you've got a fabulous show here. And uh, I, I hope that, um, I hope that uh, we're going to inspire people today. Oh, yeah. You are. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for sure. So thank you so much for being with here with us here today. That's awesome. So we want to know a little bit about you. So can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and we'll get into your journey of how you got to where you are today. Sure. So I'm a prairie girl. I grew up in, in Saskatchewan. And I grew up in a family of broadcasters. So this, of course, formed spending time with my my family um, in in around uh, television studio was um, really sort of at the forefront, I suppose, or the the core of the the foundation of of really who I am today. Uh, But I very early in my life, learned the magic of television and what happens in front of a, a camera and behind the camera. And uh, that that sort of, often we refer to it as movie magic, but that sort of TV magic stayed with me really uh, even to this day. And um, so early on I'd, I'd uh, spent, you know, most of my, my life around um, television in one way, shape, or form. And, uh, and sort of from there, I went off to university and I uh, studied um, sort of a liberal arts program. I got my Bachelor of Arts and Sciences. And at that stage, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I think when we're in our early 20s, uh, I think, I think we, it, it's, it's an early age for us to be determining sort of what we want to do for the rest of our lives. So I went off to England. I lived in London for some time, and I traveled the world, traveled Europe, and came back and thought I would start a career in broadcast journalism. Moved to Toronto. That didn't happen, but I did sort of land in, in a career in public relations, and uh, from there, I actually took the first, I believe it was the first PR program offered at Ryerson. And uh, I took that, and I worked in some agencies for a number of years, working on a number of, of high-profile clients like Labatt Breweries and, and uh, a lot of consumer products, uh, travel and tourism, and um, a little bit of high-tech. 
and uh, and from there I went on and um, and did some other things. I started my own business eventually in 1999 as a freelancer. I struck out on my own. I, I put uh, my shingle up and uh, decided that I was going to do it that way because at the time I went back to school. Um, sort of, I'm I'm really one to my, I'm a lifelong learner and really one to sort of want to spread my creative wings. And I went back to school and I studied film at Ryerson. And uh, at, at that time, I thought, well, freelancing might sort of give me the opportunity to be able to have more control of my time uh, so that I could study film and go on and, and make, some, make a film. But in reality, I think that agency work, of course, is very, very, very long hours. It's extremely high octane, high demanding. Um, but then, so is your having your own business. So I had a bit of a, I was a bit delusional that I could be in control of my own time, because really and truly, I think uh, so much as entrepreneurs are really not. But I did go off um, on my own, and uh, I started. Um, freelancing and taking on some more clients and then at the same time I was finishing my program and and then I went on to make uh, some films short and a feature wow so that's kind of how my my career began I mean really I had it in mind that I would become a broadcaster unless it didn't really happen in fact I didn't get into the program I don't recall now why I didn't, but I didn't. It wasn't really meant for me. But in a way, now I'm doing that. It's just a different, a little bit different than I had thought. Um, but uh, so my background really is a very strong, broad background in communications and sort of communication arts in a way and media. Well, so it must have been a ton of fun doing the feature films and the short films. Were they, were they <laughs> yeah, very you know, challenging? Phil- yeah, film is uh, sort of I wrote, directed, and 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 produced some of my own short films, and they were really artsy films. In fact, one Sorry. is a is a poem put to uh, to film, and it's deep, and probably nobody else gets it but me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was really sort of those are really my artsy days, and then I went off and was one of the producers. Um, on a feature film that was made in Canada that was a, uh, a, a sort of a family fantasy sort of adventure kind of film, and uh, that took uh, a number of years. So uh, film making in this country is very difficult, as probably probably you're aware and anyone else is aware, at least certainly anyone who's, who's in this business knows it's a very difficult business. But it is lots of fun, and, and if anybody has a, an idea of wanting to make a film, especially a feature film, it really is becomes a business uh, on its own. So just know that you've got years ahead. <laughs> it's going to be something that's going to be sitting with you for years, so you can better like what you're going to do. <laughs> is there anywhere that we can see these films that you created? <laughs> well, not my shorts. My shorts uh, I've kept to myself because I'm too embarrassed to show them to the world. Uh, the feature film, I'd have to sort of see where where that. It's called Shadowland: The Legend, and um, it's it's available online at this very moment. I'm not sure exactly uh, where people from around the world can see it, but they certainly can contact me, and I'd be happy to to let them know. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Mm. So. Why do you think you took this route? 
Like, what was it going through your childhood and your life? Do you think it was the influence of being around television already, or do you think it was innately inside of you? What do you think uh, put you well, on? Well, I think on? that in so well, I started my show really in in 2010. So it was a, September in 2010 when I actually launched it, and sort of what had led up to that point while, while I had sort of gone off made uh, some short films I wrote a book on creativity called The Whispering Heart You're in a Guide to Creativity and then I went off to Oxford I studied creative writing at Oxford University for a summer came back wrote a, a manuscript uh, about some remarkable women and I couldn't get that published it was a time uh, right after um, the economy went went bust and um, publishers just weren't taking on any any work I got really frustrated and going back to sort of my my foundation I mean from the time I was young I always envisioned that I would be doing something in television something around the camera because I did love that magic of of you know making that magic happen in front of the camera Uh and so that had always stayed with me but really, I didn't really, um, I didn't have the confidence in myself as a younger adult when I was working in PR. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the confidence in myself to do what I'm doing today. And, but I had always had a vision that I would be doing something like it, uh, and always a deep desire. So what had happened was I did take a big leap. I, um, a friend of mine actually had, well, anyway, going, I had written this manuscript, couldn't get published, was getting really frustrated, and I thought, well, how else can I get these stories out? How else can I tell these women's stories? Mm-hmm. And I knew I had the talent. I knew that I had the skills and, and the knowledge and know-how to be able to do it. Uh, and then one night a friend of mine actually told me that he had uh, found out that he had less than a year to live. And I was, I was really, I was shocked about that because this was, um, this was really a, a, a close, close to home uh, situation mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So I later that night said to myself, "Wow, if I had, if I was told I had less than a year to live, what would I do?" And what was very strong, that strong, strong voice in sort of my head and that whisper in my heart kept going back to the book that I'd written, the manuscript. I won't call it a book because it hasn't been published yet, but the manuscript. And I kept going back to that. I thought, I, I know I've got to tell these stories. And I, I, knew that, that I, that I knew that I should be doing something in television. And I started hearing about um, uh, Internet. It was, these were in the early days of live web TV. And so I thought to myself, I can do this. I can do it. I can start doing interviews through live streaming. And actually, that's how it began. So, you know, for me, it was something that it was built in my foundation because it was something that that I was around all my life, being around broadcast. And I knew I had stories to tell. And I I knew deep down I had the wherewithal to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. But then I just needed to learn how to do that. And as soon as I made that commitment to myself, 
it happened. I think like within a month or so, I had my show up and I was interviewing and I was doing what I felt sort of deep down that I was meant to do. Awesome. That's unbelievable. That's yeah. You know what? The, there's always the power and the will to get it done. You always find a way. If you're passionate about or if you're passionate enough about something, there's a will and a way to make it happen. And you had that drive, right? And whether it was your friend's uh, unfortunate situation, I'm really sorry to hear that, um, that, you know, kind of gave you a kick in the pants and said, you know what, we're only here for a short time. So if we procrastinate, we'll never get anything done. Um, So whether it was that that, you know, got you to go for it or, or it was destiny anyway for it to happen. It's, it's amazing that you made it happen. And, and the uh, beautiful thing about it is my friend is still here with us today. And, oh. And, oh, you know, so that fun. is the beautiful thing. I mean, he that's just in itself a gift. But it was, I think when we look at, when we actually stop and really get very clear that we have a very finite time to be in our human body and to be able to make things happen in in this in the human form and when we get very very clear and we sort of put a, an urgency uh, to it that's actually the one way that we can actually kickstart things you know if we're really clear on our values what we value, what we truly want in this world, who we truly are and what we really want. And if we actually really put a fire underneath that, and, and often the way to do that is to say, okay, if I had a year to live, well, never mind a year. If I had a month to live, what would I do? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, year mm-hmm. for somebody could be a very long time. I mean, they could be getting some, you know, you don't know when your time is up. So, you know, even if you said to yourself, well, if I, had a, if I had a month to live, what would I do? I mean, you might be surprised what, what could be achieved in a very short period of time or what that, that urgency would motivate you to do. Absolutely. So we've heard from you that uh, you, you studied in school, you went through a process, you ended up opening up your own business, and uh, and you were studying at the same time. You created film. You're writing. Um, I know there's more to it. You're not quite finished about where you are today. Do you want to tell us the rest of your journey? <laughs> do you mean where I'm going from here? <laughs> where do we go well, from here? Tell us, tell us a little bit more about uh, your show and what your show about. And sure. you're also doing a couple other things you can mention well so i so my show extraordinary women tv um as i mentioned it began as a live web tv show so that was the early days of live internet television which which was i mean when i look back now to the production it it was uh you kind of you go oh my god the video was so bad but (laughs) i mean it was pretty astonishing at the time to be able to be doing what we were doing uh, and 
So really, I launched what was the first of its kind here in Canada for women. And uh, I just really, really was started just doing interviews. And, um, and then it was picked up, eventually it was picked up by Rogers Television here. And, uh, and then we really put together um, you know, a television show, um, put sort of more money into production, and, um, and gave it a little bit of a kick. And ran that for for three seasons. I think we had 52 episodes has aired on on Rogers TV. We're on hiatus now. And uh, and that that's been a very great experience because the show is really truly about inspiring women to follow their hearts and dreams. Um, we we really explore what drives women. Um, how they got their dreams into action and with the hope that or intention that it will inspire others to do the same. I mean, we all have a dream, all of us. We all have something in our heart, uh, in our hearts to, to, um, to create, to bring out into this world, every one of us, and not necessarily business. I mean, for some people, that dream is a business. For some, it is, it is writing a book or making a movie or traveling the world or it could be having a family or creating a beautiful, beautiful garden. You know, I mean, we all have, or painting or writing music. I mean, something, we all have something that we want to bring into the world and have a heart's desire. And that was really my intention from the beginning with, with my show. I mean, it did grow and evolve but that was really truly the the intention and now uh it sits online at extraordinarywomentv.com i have about i suppose i think it's about over 300 interviews there with remarkable nice. extraordinary women mostly canadian but not just there are some international women there as well um, some of these women include um, actress Muriel Hemingway and entrepreneur Debbie Travis. Of course, Randy Goodman, you were there as well. <laughs> we had a great interview. <laughs> we had fun that day. Uh, and there, it's a wide range of topics and a wide range of, of women that, that uh, have been interviewed or, and are on this website. It's a resource. So really... You know, I refer to it as sort of the ultimate online life guidance resource for women because it's not just about work. It's not just about jobs, although it's a big part of our focus because uh, as women, a lot of us are working, so it's a big mm-hmm. part of our focus. Um, but, of course, there are entertainers, Julie Black, Sarah Sleen, um, women that are doing great things in philanthropy, uh, and eco women, um, and so there's something there for everyone, and it just sits as a resource at the moment uh, for people to tap into sort of any time that they like. That's awesome, and it was a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, it, was it was great fun. fun. Yeah. And then what fun. I am doing now too is as an extension of this, um, starting next month. I'll be launching a new radio show, actually, on Voice America, on the Women's Channel. A bit of an extension of what I'm doing, um, an extension and a little little bit of a, a deviation at the same time. And, um, you know, again, though, inspiring people to get out there 
and follow their dreams or, or follow their heart or you know, make that change in the world that they've always desired. So that will be launching in in new June. In um, thank you, and so in early June. I mean, it hasn't. I actually haven't officially announced it, but it it's coming <laughs> soon, and um, and that will be great. You know. Awesome, awesome. I love that, and uh, I understand that you're also speaking and you're writing. I am. I am. I'm a speaker for hire. I'm a gun for hire. I do. I, it was one thing actually that that I find really particularly peculiar about me because I spent my life really in PR, uh, hiding from public speaking. I'm kind of like that reluctant speaker, and I hid from it. It was it's, it was the greatest fear that I have ever had. And in fact, it was easier for me to go flying in an aerobatic stunt plane. Um, doing loops and whatnot than it was for me to step on stage. I mean, that sounds crazy, but it was easier for me to do these other sort of crazy things. And uh, I hid from public speaking. I did everything I could in my power to hide from it. And and, and that is just uh, anyone sort of who knows people that are in PR would think, but you're in PR. I would get the, okay. that very often. But, you know, you're like you're a PR consultant. What do you mean you're afraid of speaking? But that's true. I really was. Mm-hmm. And what began to happen was that uh, because of my television show, uh, I started to get asked to speak. Of course, because of my book as well, I started started being asked to speak. And then I started to say yes. And the more I said yes, the more I got asked. And I still was terrified. <laughs> So then I'd had to really work at, at at it, actually, to get out and to be able to find that courage and get out there and get clearer and whatnot. So that was a very big part of my journey. And now I speak. Um, corporations can hire me as a speaker. I get out. I do motivational speaking. I'm, I'm speaking in, in places around the world. And I have various topics. I have topics that are suitable for companies and I have topics that are suitable for women's groups or you know or kids so yes I I do speak and um, it's something that I have embraced it took me years (laughs) to embrace it and yeah I mean Randy you speak Uh, I know that uh, you know I don't know whether it was you had a fear or not around it but oh, yeah. it is something that most people do have a hard time with. Some people get over it easier and they make an intention and they decide they want to build a business. Others do it because they have to. <laughs> well, listen, you know, they say that the number one fear is speaking on stage or speaking in front of people. It's more so than the fear of dying. Yes. So it's, it's, it's quite a feared profession or even activity. So, yes, it's, it's, you know, regardless what business you were in or are in, uh, the the fear of speaking in front of people is huge, huge. Well, I've heard it said that there are three fears in life. One, fear of public speaking. Two, the fear of dying. And three would be the fear of dying while public speaking. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, for me, I really had to work on that. And I didn't see myself as being a speaker, but it was something that I knew for many years that I actually needed to to be able to 
to be able to be capable of doing. And I knew that not speaking was holding me back in my career. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I couldn't tell you why exactly, other than I just it was a deep intuition that said this is a fear that's holding me back. Right, right. Well, that's awesome and, that you are aware of that. Yeah, you know? I was aware of it, and in fact, uh, I decided that I was going to overcome this fear, and so I applied to uh, be a teacher at uh, a public relations program at Ryerson some years ago. And uh, and I got the job. <laughs> that was awesome. So I thought, well, I'll go and teach, and I'll get over my public speaking. And that was uh, that was really the beginning of of my journey. So I did teach, and that certainly did help. Well, that that's amazing. <laughs> you just you know went straight forward, went right after it, and said, "No, I'm going to nip this in the butt." And there you did. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Love it. Okay, fantastic. Well, good for you. Good for you for doing that. So what would you say are the most challenging issues that people face uh, that you encounter in in your industry? Well, I think that we we face a lot of challenges. I mean, we face challenges as entrepreneurs. um, But no matter – I think no matter what, this can apply – to everyone and that we don't believe in ourselves enough. It doesn't really matter where we're at, but I think the, the, the biggest, if not one of the biggest challenges is that we don't believe in ourselves enough. And what happens is that because life is so organic, we can believe in ourselves at a certain point, let's just say, you start a business, you're successful at a certain level, you're making some money, it's, you, your business has grown to be a certain size, and you're feeling confident with it, right? So you're believing in yourself at this stage that you can do it. Now suddenly you decide that you're going to grow and you're going to expand and you're going to triple your efforts. Well, suddenly, because you've just sort of promoted yourself in life, um, now, in a way, your curve, your learning curve is, is, is also, of course, growing. And so you have to sort of learn to believe in yourself again, now at a different level. Every time we try something new, we're having to learn to believe in ourselves again. So if you have never written a book and you might be super, super confident being whatever it is that you're doing in your profession, whether it's a doctor or lawyer, whatever it might be, an actress, and then you decide you're going to write a book. Well, if this is the first book you've ever written, chances are you have to develop self-worth or self-esteem around it. So in life, I find that every time we try something new, every time we sort of elevate ourselves from where we're at, every time we are growing – we have to it, learning to believing in ourselves is actually ongoing. It's an ongoing process. I don't think ever we're we're at a point where we say, "Yep, today I believe in myself, and I'm going to believe in myself for the next 50 years," just like that. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. So it's an ongoing process, and sometimes I think that we can believe in ourselves just by going through an experience. Sometimes we need intervention. Sometimes we need to hire um, 
uh, a coach or or we need mentors to hold our hands or sometimes we need advisors or we really need to lean on friends and family. And then that belief in oneself can come quickly or it's still an ongoing process to believe in oneself. Mm-hmm. So I think that no matter who we are, no matter where we're at, that is the most important thing and I think the biggest challenge we have. Because, you know, I, as a PR consultant, I could say, well, you know, the biggest challenge entrepreneurs have is that they don't put enough money into, into an effort behind their marketing and getting their message out. Mm-hmm. And then they wonder why they're not making money. You know, I could say that. I mean, it would be true in a lot of cases. You know, not enough, not, not enough awareness, not enough marketing, not enough attention paid to sales. But the truth of the matter is, if we dial it all back, really, it's 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 really just not believing in ourselves enough. And well, what do we do about that? So, you know, it could be education. I think is often. Um, an answer, you know, to educate ourselves, whether that is in formal education or, or training in in some way, or reading books, or you know, listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. um, filling in that gap, that sort of that knowledge gap. So, if there's a lack of knowledge, you know, that the first thing we need to do is is um, start to learn and take classes if we have to. I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm um I'm a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of formal education, post-secondary education behind me, but I continue to take classes. Right now I'm taking a wine specialist class. Why? I, I you know, as a, as a writer, and one of the areas that I write in particularly is travel, I wanted to learn more about wine so that I can actually write intelligently about it, and it's a fun thing to do. So I took a wine class. You know, I'm taking photography workshops right now so I can learn to use my camera better so I can be more independent and not have to rely on someone else. And especially, I just got back from India. Um, you know, I didn't have a photographer, uh, you know, traveling with me. I was my own photographer. So, you know, I need to, to learn. So I take workshops. I take seminars. I love traveling around the world, going to seminars in, in beautiful places around the world. Mm-hmm whether they're personal development or professional development. So for me, I'm a lifelong learner, and I'm always learning. And I think that um, I think that is really, I think that's key. I think just fill, filling the, um, uh, getting more knowledgeable and, and understanding and learning where there's, there's a gap. And then when we can start filling in that gap, that knowledge gap or training gap or skills gap, then we can start to have more belief in ourselves more confidence in, in what we're doing. So in other words, if you want to write a, a book and you don't know how, there are workshops or courses that you can take. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Education right? is key. You it need, is. You need the if you want to be a speaker, there, there are, you know, there's, um, there's training programs, there's private schools, there are professional organizations. I mean, there's... You know, there's a lot out there that you can take to step out to learn to be a, a, a speaker. And Definitely. it goes with everything. Absolutely. We help people with that as well. That's awesome. So, Shannon, what do you offer people? If somebody wanted to work with you, what is the capacity that they could work with you? 
Well, I can help um, entrepreneurs with their media training, for instance, if they want to get really clear on what their message is, what their story is, and how to deliver it. it that's certainly one thing I do, sort of executive media training. I can help entrepreneurs just in, in terms of message development uh, as well. So that's one area. I certainly um, you know, I'm able to – I'm a speaker for hire, so I'm able to put on training workshops and, um, and keynotes for organizations based on a number of different topics. But some of them are uh, applicable to corporations and others are, are much more for organizations of um, a sort of a general interest. Okay. And uh, I'm also a writer. So, you know, there are a number of ways that I think people can connect with me. And then, of course, you know, through, you know, I'm always happy to, to be able to help as, a, I'm, as a, a broadcaster myself. I'm certainly always happy to help get someone's inspiring message out when I can. Okay, so you're a writer, but how does that help somebody else? Like, what are you specifically talking about writing as a huge general topic, there's blogging, there's books, there's uh, posts, there's articles, there's emails, there's uh, corporate documents. I mean, there's uh, the list goes on and on and on. So what specifically would you help people when it, with when it comes to writing? Well, I mean, you know, as, as a writer, I'm, I can be a gun for hire again as a, as a writer. So if somebody has a requirement for um, their communication needs for the marketing materials, for, for that's the kind of thing that we can, uh, my company can help them out with, uh, blogging, social media. So we can actually do that as a communication company. We can do that for them. We can help them out. We can also sort of do behind-the-scenes writing as well, some of the ghost okay. writing okay. as required. That's awesome um, yeah. because the actual content is very crucial just so people understand that when you are marketing your business, if you don't have the right content, you may not get the results that you desire for your business. So having the right content is crucial. I think that's important. I think that's really very, very true. And the reality is that life is organic, so sometimes we don't necessarily know out the gate what it is that we need and and what's going to be best for us. So sometimes we go out, we start creating our own things, and we realize it's so-so and and we really need to look to a professional, someone who's been doing that, let's just say writing, um, corporate writing, corporate materials for a very long time to step in and say, well, no, well, this is what you need and this is why. Because you don't know what you don't know. So I think it's always wise to be able to get some advice, some friendly advice uh, from, from, from communication experts on your communication needs. If you if you are starting out, really at any point, if you are starting out, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to actually ask someone for to do sort of like a reality check uh, wherever you're at in your business, and and hire someone to just do a little um, uh, a little scan of your of your you know written work to give an opinion and and see if you need to do sort of a a check. 
uh, not a check, but a, a correction partway through your, your business. If you've been running a business mm-hmm. for a few years, you might be doing really well, but maybe you can do better with somebody who could take a look at, um, at your branding and your marketing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what kind of results can people expect to get when they work with you? Well, I think that it comes down to this. I, what's most important to me is inspire people to follow their hearts and dreams. And, and while we have services or I have services that I can offer to help them with their businesses, I mean, ultimately that, that is what I'm always looking at. <laughs> so with media training, well, you, you know, we, you, you have a business and you've got messages. Let's dig a little deeper and, and let's look at this as to why you want to get this message out. What is coming from your heart? And I find that through this process, often my clients um, are starting to launch a new dream (laughs) just by going through media training. But it's getting clear on the message, getting clear on the message, uh, getting inspired to follow their hearts and dreams. And all of that impacts possibly a bottom line, I mean, one would hope, but nonetheless, uh, a fulfilling life. And when we're following our hearts, when we are believing in ourselves and we are doing what we feel we are meant to do, that's when we have fulfillment. Because the business itself is not going to fulfill us. It's not really so much the business. It's how we feel in the business. And I'm really convinced now more than ever that the only way we feel fulfilled in life is either making a dream come true, and we're going through that experience of doing so through the journey, mm-hmm. um, and even more so when we're actually helping someone else. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is where fulfillment comes out. I've heard it said that love is in the loving. It's not in wanting to be loved, but it is in loving someone else, and that's where the feeling comes from. And I think it's the same in fulfillment with uh, with our business. Yeah, it's it's the mental income that we get. Right, we get a lot of mental income. Mental income, yeah, that's right. And yeah. in that fulfillment, there's a lot too that we we go through. I mean, it takes courage to start a business. It takes it takes courage to be able to market yourself. It takes courage to also get clear on what your message is and say, well, this is what my message is and this is what I, I want to share with the world. Because when we dial back, often there's a lot of work that we have to do um, on ourselves before we get to that point. And sometimes Definitely. we have things to face that we don't want to face. Fear. Absolutely. Right. right. <laughs> Avoid at all costs, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think that's what most people do. Avoid at all costs. So what <laughs> makes you so passionate about sharing your message with people? I think if if there is that one message is fo- for me, is it's it's about really following your heart because there really is is no other way around fulfillment. And when we're following our hearts, when we're doing, when we are loving ourselves, when we're going through the process of following a, a heart dream, a desire, 
uh, we actually help people along the way. We, when we become inspiring individuals, we actually inspire others just, just by default. And then people come to us and then they want help or we're helping them uh, through osmosis. There's fulfillment in that. And when we're not, and I know in my own life, uh, I have been fulfilled and I have not been fulfilled or I've been unfulfilled. I've been both. And, And again, because life is so organic and it's constantly in evolution, we can't be in one state necessarily forever. I mean, if we're, if we're feeling fulfilled in a certain career or a certain job or uh, in a relationship, it's going to last for a while. But at some point, guaranteed, we're going to fall out of inspiration. Something will happen and we'll fall, fall out of inspiration. So we need to know how do we get inspired again? How do we, how do we um, whether it is sort of how do we find that passion again for what we had or for something new? Mm-hmm. So I really think that the key to fulfillment is in life is really to, to listen to your heart, follow that whisper, do what it takes, learn to believe in yourself, and from there um, just follow the action or follow your voice and, and take action on it, whatever it may be. And yeah. when we're fulfilled, we're living a fulfilling, meaningful life. And then we're that's good for... The, our loved ones, you know, the people around us who see us every day. And it's good for them. And it's, it's good for, for our clients. People read that energy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, they do. I think it's really key. And at the end of the day, if you had a year to live, how do you want to spend that year? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You squeeze everything in. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So what would you tell people about uh getting into this business? Is it difficult? Are there any tricks to the trade? Well, I think if we're talking about the broadcast business, the business of broadcast and production, it is a very difficult business, I think for sure. And the world is changing and the broadcast world is changing very rapidly right now. But there's also some great opportunity at the same time. Uh, I think that with, I think as I was saying earlier, I mean, education and training is really important. So I think the best thing people can do is if they have a desire to be a broadcaster is to go get the training, go get educated, go get the experience that you need. That would be really the first thing I would say. In terms of uh, a communication sort of field, if anyone's wanting to start their own communication company, and really anything, just know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. Know what you're getting yourself into, and whatever you're going to do, whatever business you're going to start, be sure you have a you have a passion for it. Uh, don't let it just be an infatuation because you're going to be living with it for a very long time. And, you know, that passion, that energy, that fuel will will drive you through those hard times because as um, an entrepreneur, there are going to be the tough times, you know, and it's, it's not a walk in the park starting your own business. 
And when we start, when, even when we're saying starting your own business, I mean, there are many ways to start a, a, a business, and there are many different kinds of businesses and many different ways to run different businesses. So, uh, you know, whether it's a, a communication company or book, book publishing or a speaking business or, you know, or, you know walking dogs, mm-hmm. <laughs> being a professional dog walker. So I think the key really is to to know just getting yourself into go into it with really really wide open eyes, talk to as many people as you can, go get some experience, research, do your research, and then do whatever it is that you are passionate about it about. Because if you're not passionate about it, you might be successful to a certain point, but I think that you would always be much more successful doing whatever you're doing um, that you are passionate about or are passionate for. Totally agree with that. Being inspired, being inspired is so important because it is that to inspire, inspire means breathe into. You're breathing life into yourself, really. And when you're inspired, that's when we create. But we follow out of, out of inspiration inevitably um, because no state is permanent. So inevitably, at some point, we will fall out of inspiration. So uh, when, we, when we fall out of inspiration, we also stop creating. That's when we get writer's block, for instance. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's exactly. when we get writer's block. So I think that as long as we are, you know, know what you're passionate about, know what inspires you, and then that, do that, whatever that is, do it. Yeah, if you're not passionate about what you're doing, if you're not inspired, if it's not coming from your heart and if it's not coming from within, if it looks like you're doing something because somebody else is doing it, it looks like it could be fun, I mean, that might get you so far. But it's not going to be deeply meaningful. It won't be, it really won't, it's not, a, it's not going to satisfy your heart. I totally agree with you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, been such an incredible journey, Shannon. Uh, I love hearing your story and the success that you're having. So congratulations with that and your Thank upcoming you. radio show. It's awesome. Thank it you. It's such an honor to speak with you today. Uh, can you <laughs> tell our audience how they can get in touch with you if they want to reach out to you? Yes, the um, my my blog and my website is shannonskinner.com and uh, there you can re- find out more information about me and of course uh, my writing and my speaking and uh, my, my travel blog is there as well and then my show Extraordinary Women TV is at extraordinarywomentv.com and there you will find all sorts of information about fantastic women and their, uh, their journeys to success including Randy Goodman Mm-hmm. I'm also on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. I love Twitter. Shannon underscore Skinner. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. And so thank you again, Shannon, for joining us. It was really enlightening to hear your viewpoint on the business and the challenges of it and um, what people will get when they work with you. So I do suggest everybody if you do want to learn any more about uh, PR or broadcasting or need a writer or a speaker, please connect with Shannon. I know she'd love to hear from you. Let her know that you were listening to her on the podcast and that would be awesome. 
And I want to really thank you, Shannon, for being on the show. It's been such a pleasure to have you. Well, thank you for for inviting me and for this opportunity, and congratulations. This is a great show. It's it's a great way for people to learn about, um, you know, sort of the ins and outs, and the ups and downs, and the tricks of the trade uh, of having your own business is very important. So congratulations to you, and, and thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you, Shannon. And I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, and please remember to subscribe and share, and I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Have an awesome day. Thank you for listening to the Empowerment Radio Show. Want more empowerment from Randy Goodman? Stay up to date and follow Randy on Twitter at Randy Connects. That's Randy with an I. Remember to use hashtag EWTS, which is short for Empowering Women to Succeed. Or visit TorontoWomensExpo.com.